0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m
0: We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the 3AM Podcast. My name is Sean.
1: My name is DJ.
0: And we're just a couple friends, like telling scary stories. Sometimes we think we're funny. You guys can be the judge, I suppose. Um, And in the studio today, we also have Miranda. What up? And Kylie's in the studio as well. What up? Hey. <laughs> Charles is out of town. He's in Hawaii. He's yeah.
1: in Maui. Yeah, did you see his Stalking text today?
0: What's up? He said Maui or Oahu is better than Maui.
1: Damn straight.
0: <laughs> he never told us why though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that text. Um, yeah, Maui is the island. Maui's cool, uh, but Maui attracts a lot of families with tons of kids and older folk. Mm. So it's a very like chill. Usually people stay at the resort. They don't really do too many adventurous things. Yeah. So if that's what you're into, you go to Maui.
0: Yeah. So, but then Oahu, you have like where they film Jurassic Park and like there's actual all these dinosaurs and Hunger Games and
1: King Kong <laughs> and uh, World War Two and uh,
0: uh, yeah, dude. Crackheads and uh,
1: <laughs> all all manner of. <laughs> Of life. Of <laughs> teaming, life. <laughs> teaming out of Oahu.
0: I was going to say definitely Hunger Games. I felt it when we were swimming over to uh, Chinaman's, Chinaman's Hat. hat. That's not like, racist.
1: That's, that's, just, not. <laughs> that's the actual name of the island. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not racist. You look
1: on the map, Chinaman's Hat.
0: Yeah. But I think he's right. is better than Maui. I've never been to Maui either, so I'm just yeah. judging.
1: Oahu has a very like city atmosphere um, on one part of the island. So, the people who told me they hate Oahu, usually it just stayed in the city. Uh, but Oahu has like hella country as well. So, you have both ends. Yeah. You just got to know where to go and what to do.
0: Yeah. But. Well, my company did like a trip to Oahu uh, last year, the year before. And I was talking to people who went and like 90% of them stayed in Honolulu. That's big I sad. Like, I was like,
1: there's there's uh quite a bit to do in honolulu there's really really good eats and some decent beaches some decent beaches uh but yeah the best stuff is gonna be outside
0: of the city oh i bet well when when we did go we ate super well it was Mm -hmm. still i still have dreams about it yeah (laughs) it's the best
1: halloween season is over
0: yeah that's real sad it's
1: now thanksgiving season (laughs)
0: but here let me just drop this real quick if you're not ready for halloween to be over there is a thanksgiving themed scary movie oh is it called thanks killing (laughs) thanks killing
1: i've never seen that
0: it's so it's so bad (laughs) so if you watch it i don't even know if i could call it good bad it's so ridiculous bad. Like Sharknado, but like good. <sighs> like Sharknado. It's the same vein. Same vein. And if anyone out there has seen like the trailer for Velocipaster, it's the same vein as that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's also a good amount of like holiday themed horror movies as well. Yeah. Uh, like Christmas
0: themed. Yeah. No, I think there's a couple. Yeah. A couple like good ones too. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, you think
1: Halloween should stay where Halloween is, or are you okay with them reaching over into other baskets?
0: I think it's funny when they reach over into other baskets. Yeah, like you know how the scary movie Krampus. Krampus? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that one's it's actually good. I think it's good. That's yeah. like a scary Christmas movie. Or uh, I, I haven't seen that either. You haven't seen Krampus, Mm-mm. bro? We have to watch it. It's <laughs> it's actually good. Okay. Um, there's another it's got one. Got Ben Wyatt one. in it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's another one it's called, I think it's black Christmas. It's like a slasher, a slasher, like scary movie during Tyler Christmas. Perry. Uh, no, no, not Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up though real quick. Cause I can't okay. remember what it is. It is called black Christmas by the way. Okay. It's 30 days
1: of night. A, uh, a Christmas movie.
0: Uh, I wouldn't say it's a Christmas movie. Does not
1: Christmas take place in the movie?
0: It technically does though. Yeah. <laughs> Just during the 30 days of night in Alaska. Yeah. Christmas, I think, is part of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they even mention Christmas at all, though. You know what other ones? Here are some controversial ones. Christmas movies that people say are Christmas movies, but like people are also split on it. Yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Just because he says Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happy Christmas, Ron.
0: I don't and know. That the don't movies know.
1: came out in December. <laughs> <laughs> Does not stick as a Christmas movie. Okay, it's the whole it's the whole school year. <laughs> it's a year round movie.
0: I have heard some people say that, so that's why I just wanted to like you know put that one out there. Mm. And Die Hard.
1: Die Hard's a great Christmas movie. That's my
0: favorite Christmas yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> the whole time he's trying to get home for Christmas.
0: <laughs> Ex- exactly, dude. Just trying to see the family for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one's a good one with a
1: Fast and Furious flair to it. Family. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker's daughter just got married recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was going viral on Twitter uh pictures of her wedding because what's his name? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel walked her down the aisle.
0: Oh, that's he's, real family. Yeah,
1: he's like apparently like her actual godfather. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, got to keep it keep it family.
0: Actually, yeah, he doesn't have friends, <laughs> he has family. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What did you ask our our followers?
0: Oh, I asked our followers, what was their actual, like, what is the actual scariest movie to them?
1: What do people say?
0: So far, we've got a couple. And this one is one I've never seen. And they said it was when they were like a kid. Watcher in the Woods. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen it. I feel like I've heard of it, but definitely not familiar. They said it was also a Disney. I don't Uh... know if that's the case. (laughs)
1: scariest movie but i don't know dude if you're like five years old and I, we were just watching a hocus pocus and halloween town and i watched dcoms a ton when i was a kid but when i hit like middle school high school it was all about like nickelodeon and cartoon network for me mm-hmm. and adult swim mm-hmm. so i had, and then i hit college and then i don't really have a huge uh uh like nostalgia like a thing for nostalgia like a lot of people are driven by nostalgia, and wanting to watch older stuff. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, I I don't have that. I'm not against it, but I'm always trying to watch something that I've never seen before.
0: Okay. So we watched Hocus yeah.
1: Pocus and Halloween Town last weekend for for me the first time since I was like a kid. Yeah. So that was fun and uh, watching it, I was like, oh man, I remember being terrified of a uh, like Halloween Town when they finally like get there. And like everybody looks weird, like <laughs> they walk into like the barbershop. shop is like the dog face guy, and then the fish dude going into the pool, like that was uh, terrifying to me.
0: I I bet, dude. I can't remember the last like the first time I saw Halloween Town though. For me, the one that I remember being scared of as a kid was the Mummy, like Mummy Spooky, Brendan Fraser.
1: Uh, he just got uh contracted to play the villain in I think the new Catwoman movie coming out in I don't know. Uh, Really? A Couple years or so, yeah. What? Yeah, there's been like huge petitions for like actors from the 2000s to come back and play movies now, and he's one of them. Another oh. one is like Ewan McGregor. Oh, okay. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Isn't he
0: coming back as Vader in one in a movie? I don't know. I think there. I
1: think uh, Ewan McGregor is getting his own.
0: Yeah, he's going to be Obi Wan. Yeah. Or if yeah somebody's grandma who has a picture of him up in their yeah. living room, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Passion of the Jedi. <laughs> Wild. Um wait, so what else were people saying? Anyway, anything else on uh, a walk, Walker in the oh, Watcher in the woods.
0: Oh, Walker in the I woods. I hadn't, woods, Walker, hadn't Texas heard surrender. of it. I remember seeing like when when I saw this, when they sent it in, I remember vaguely, like, seeing a trailer for this movie, like, back in the 90s. But I never saw it. Um, someone else said – oh, and it was one we just recently talked about, too. Someone said, Hush or Strangers. So, a very, like –
1: Is Strangers the one with Joaquin Phoenix?
0: No. Strangers is the one with – is Liv Tyler and the four, like, people oh. that show up outside their house and, like, harass them all night and – just because like they were at home.
1: Kind of, yeah. yeah. What's the one with Joaquin Phoenix and the aliens? He's like yelling at the TV.
0: Oh, that's uh, science, dude. Is that science? That's science. Okay, I haven't seen that either. Dude, it's good. That's a I've seen like a bunch of
1: clip, clips of that.
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: I've never seen like the whole movie front to back. Uh, Hush. Hush. Hush or is strangers fun.
0: is what they said. Okay. Let me double check and see if anyone else has gotten back to us yet. I just recently posted this like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Let's see. I have one more response, so that's a yes. <laughs> it's from Jordan. What is that? Singles Ward. <laughs> Stupid. Menace to society, man. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. What was like the scariest movie to you as a kid, though, or even now? Uh, as a kid,
1: I'm Legend wrecked me. I was, I think, I was like in middle school when that came out, <laughs> but. I think that was the first movie, like, from front to back, like, my heart was, like, racing. I was on the edge of my seat.
0: Did uh, you actually cry when the dog – because I did. No, because <laughs> I'm a I'm a heartless bastard. I've only cried during My Dog Skip. I am legend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All dog-related movies.
0: When they die, though, dude. Hmm. Um, Sorry, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what comes to mind.
1: I talked about Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure.
0: Dude, yeah, there's some dark stuff. Yeah. Large Marge, bro. Yeah, yeah. big scary. Big scary. What actually scares you now, though? What actually scares me
1: now? There's not a lot, I feel like. No, there's
0: not a lot. Um, Ones outdoors are kind of scary to me. But then again, I also find myself thinking, oh, that person's stupid. Why are they doing that? (laughs) Like, uh, what was I just watching? I think it was called Body at Reservation Rock or something like that. And it's outdoors. This, like, ranger finds a body out there and she's just doing all the worst things you could do Hmm. like she didn't bring water in the first place she like gets rid of her walkie-talkie when it's not working she like gets frustrated and throws it i'm like are you
1: (laughs) horror movies love to play off of those tropes because to me it's really low-hanging fruit it easily like gets a reaction out of everybody because it's common sense everyone sees that it's like why are you going outside by yourself or are you separating from the group? Yeah. You know, why are you throwing your walkie talkie <laughs> in the water? Like, it's, uh, it's uh, to me, a lot of times it feels kind of weak. So when you have movies that are self aware, like scream, yeah. and they play into it, it's like, it's funny.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree.
1: So I don't know. Uh, it's uh, pretty common to see stuff like that. I, I'm like trying to find movies that are like authentically scary.
0: Same, same. Like most of the time I'm watching a movie, it's just like, I know they're going to do a jump scare right here. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It happens. It's not scary because I was able to tell the whole time. And a lot of movies are just predictable. Yeah. There have been a couple times that something has like spooked me, but like something specific. Like for example, I basically did absolutely nothing yesterday after I got home from my trip, Mm -hmm. (laughs) laid there watching scary movies and I was scrolling and I get to... The Conjuring 2. And you know how it plays like a clip on Netflix from the movie? At like When you're
1: hovering over it? Dude, yeah. I hate that. It's kind I'm of I'm like trying to read annoying. the bio or the yeah. description, and it just starts
0: playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like just scrolling movie to movie, though, it, it'll play like just like a blip from it. Yeah. And the blip it was showing was when she's like in the office, and she looks around at her husband's painting of The Nun. <laughs> And it's like, it's the only thing that's like kind of light in this dark room. And then she turns around to keep writing or something like that. And then looks around and it was like smiling or like looking at her or something like that. I was like, ooh, this is kind of creepy. Because I'm sitting in a dark room at that time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that kind of sucks. I get they're trying to hook you through those little uh, like thumbnail playbacks. Yeah. But uh, they put like a jump scare, like a climax in the That's preview. true. That is dumb. Yeah, I kind of hate that.
0: It's, but, like, low-hanging fruit, for sure.
1: Yeah. I, th- I feel like if a movie plays, like, in every theater, like, if it's a blockbuster film or, you know, anybody can go see it in theaters and there's lots of advertising for it. uh uh-huh. To me, I feel like those horror movies are, like, tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of good ones. Like, yeah. Some of my favorite horror movies are, like, blockbuster films. Yeah. But I feel like when you are trying to get into, like, truly terrifying films, there's not a lot of them that you're going to be seeing at the movie theaters. Because a lot of them are, like, indie films, and they have to kind of fly under the radar with what passes publicly Mm -hmm. and what doesn't. Uh, So, like, that. Like, if you go, like, underneath the water and you see more of the, the... There's, like, charts online of, like, horror movie icebergs. And, like, at the tip are things like... The grudge and the ring uh, for, like, how scary it is. Yeah. If you go a little lower, then it's, like, hereditary yeah. midsummer. And then you break the surface of the water, and it starts getting to be, like, human centipede. Oh, yeah. And if you go a little lower, it's, like, Serbian film. Ugh. And then it starts getting darker. I talked about one movie uh, a couple months ago that I think belongs, like, underwater. Uh-huh. Uh, it was Climax.
0: I remember you saying something about it, but what was that again?
1: Uh, It's one of the most disturbing movies that I've seen. And it's just a party of dancers. Uh, It's a French film. And they're like rehearsing for this big event. So like the first 20 minutes of the movie is just like dancing. It's like loud, like it's very European, like crazy, like house techno, like (laughs) and like really cool dancing the whole time. And uh, you're really disoriented through the dancing and the camera. It's like one long shot through the the whole time. Wow. Um, And then they celebrate after because it was like their last rehearsal before the big event. And they have like a little potluck. There's like 30 of them. And somebody spikes like the punch. Uh, And the rest of the movie is them tripping balls (laughs) so hard. And it's like... Not it's uh I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's because people start like murdering each other, and it's like not uh like there's none of the tropes that you think of in regular horror movies where they're creeping slowly by themselves, they open the door and nothing's there, but then they turn around and it's right it's not like that <laughs> it's very uh terrifying in a very like realistic uh relatable situation kind of way.
0: This is why I don't do crowds. I don't do parties. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't go to parties. Yeah.
0: Stay safe out yeah. there. <laughs> um
1: I'm trying to think. There's a handful of other movies like uh maybe not necessarily horror like traditional horror, but I think horrific in its own right. Like have you seen Train Spotting?
0: Uh I have. It's been a long time though. That's with you and Yeah. Bleh.
1: Yeah. I was remember thinking about writer. that movie when we were talking about him. But yeah, uh is like a big movie in the UK. It's yeah. a British film, but it's just about like a bunch of druggies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, right. I do remember together. that. There's another movie similar called uh, Black Metal Veins.
0: I don't think I've seen it's that It's like one.
1: four heroin addicts. And it's like that kind of stuff where I think is like truly terrifying. Because yeah. it's like it's not scripted. Like you, Like that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... That's something we actually haven't touched on a whole lot in our podcast at all, like drug-induced, period, drug-induced. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'll have to look into that. There's
1: a – have you heard of Cuso? Kuso? Kuso's is another scary, like crazy, terrifying movie. Uh-uh. Kuso is made by uh, one of my favorite musicians and producers, Flying Lotus. Oh, and really? It has all these crazy comedians in it, like Tim Heidecker – and uh Hannibal Burris Ugh. and uh Zach Fox is in it
0: what is it? what is it about it's like
1: post earthquake Los Angeles, and all these people have uh like all their survivors have been like infected by this plague <laughs> and it's 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 pretty comical, but it's uh it's like one of the grossest movies I've ever seen Because 'cause they're really like graphic with how uh it's like body horror.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's actually something I don't really like. It's yeah. like gory body horror. Yeah. Like that's – I usually won't watch those. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gross to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that like grotesque I, – I
1: don't think – like uh, I feel like I'm pretty desensitized to a, to a lot of things. Uh-huh. Like I feel like you're the same way. Actually, most peop- most of the people in our group. Yeah. Like me, you, and Charles – there's not a lot of things that really phase us on, on the screen. Yeah. But I think like grotesque gore or even like Saw is like hard to watch.
0: It's always just like... <laughs> at least for me. Why though? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I'm thinking of ones like Human Centipede or mm-hmm. like freaking just bloody movies. But then there's like <sighs> some bloody movies where like doesn't
1: bother me at all. It's like, just so ridiculous. It's fake. Like there wasn't one part in all of Squid Game that bothered me personally. Okay. Okay. And I would say that that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Generally, you know. No, I'd say that. At I least in the that. mainstream, like it's a super brutal movie. Yeah. Or TV show.
0: Yeah. No. When it's like gross or like gory, though, that's usually where I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> we
1: have a longtime listener who we've uh, shouted out many times before, Blake from Tone Mob. Oh yeah. Uh his podcast is great, but uh he he's always sending me like movie recommendations and they're always like bottom of the iceberg films.
0: Ooh, okay. I told
1: him I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm go- I'm flying to New York this week. I'm going to watch it on my way to New York." He's like, "I wouldn't suggest watching it on the plane. <laughs> like people will think if they see you, like they won't feel safe." <laughs> oh, no. He's like, "Watch this when you're ready on your own." I'm like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> oh gosh. But Okay, that's I that's mean interesting. Bottom of the iceberg. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, to answer your question, scariest movie up until this point. Uh, the last movie I remember really sending chills up my spine was The Witch. Ooh, okay. But that's, like, just me. Like, that's one man's opinion, so.
0: And I feel like that one's not, like, super horror trope either. Like, it, there's no jump scares, really. Nah. It's like a long, slow, slow burn, burn, mm-hmm. scary movie. Yeah, I thought that one was good, though. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah,
1: dude, how was your trip?
0: Oh, it was good. Uh, for those of you who didn't know or haven't seen my ridiculous stories, um, I was in Florida the last week. You with, dipped
1: halfway through uh, Ben's episode to head to Florida.
0: Legitimately, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were recording an episode, and I had to dip. Did you catch your flight. I had to catch flight. No, you're good. But went to Florida. Disney World, Universal. And you had been to Florida before. I had been to Florida, but just to Miami. Okay. Um, well, and down Miami. along the Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami. Um, so I'd never been to a, Orlando. And also, I have really not been to a whole lot of theme parks in my life either. Like, I could, I can count them on one hands before last week. <laughs> one hand before last <laughs> week. <laughs> um, Full disclosure, after, as I'm, like, thinking about it and talking about it, I am the actual opposite of their demographic. They try and get to come to, like, <laughs> Disney World. Like, tra- Who goes to? I am not huge on theme parks. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't like crowds. I don't like waiting. And there's both a all lot of, of All of that. <laughs> but I still had fun. Good. Yeah. No, like, it was kind of cool.
1: We, I recently went to Lagoon, oh, yeah, which is Utah's, uh, like, theme park. <laughs> <laughs> I see Kylie smiling, laughing in the back, because you're from here, born and raised. So you probably went to Lagoon quite a bit growing up, maybe, every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same thing with, with my girlfriend. She's from Utah, so, like, they grew up going as well. Mm. And I went with, with her family, and uh, I had never been. I, I've been living in Utah for nine years, and I never went to Lagoon. so it was my first time bro that that place is so damn ghetto (laughs) i see how hard they're trying and they have they have a couple roller coasters that are actually way way fun um and they they're adding new ones every couple of years so i mean they're making money yeah keep expanding the park oh um they're doing well and when i went it was crowded as hell um but I went in a, one of like their – it's so funny because you walk up to certain rides and you're like, oh, this is basically like the counterfeit counterfeit version of this from Disneyland and <laughs> all these things. And it's so funny. But it's whatever, you know. Because Disneyland is like, what, 200 bucks for, for a day pass? Lagoon's like two bucks. <laughs> 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 but uh, we went in like the Haunted Mansion version, oh, counterfeit version yeah, yeah, at yeah. Lagoon. And uh, I was really excited because it was, like, we do a Scary Stories podcast. Right. I am looking for the uh, horror-themed ride. (laughs) And we get in, and uh, it's, like, one big room. And I was like, bro, is this going to, like, be, like, an elevator just (laughs) like the one at Disneyland? No. It's, like, a single TV (laughs) that turns on, and you watch, like, a little documentary on Houdini. (laughs) And uh, that's, like, it. (laughs) It like talks about how like one of his greatest acts is like disappearing. So on he's on screen and he disappears and then behind there's like a mirror and he's like in the mirror and it starts flashing and there's like these uh blown out speakers that play like the audio. It's so it's so ghetto and then it finishes and you walk out and you're done.
0: You're like, what did I just even do? Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Did you guys go to that haunted house too? No, we didn't. Didn't end up going. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, I'm I'm not huge on haunted houses either. They're more like cheap scares to me, but like actual haunted houses. We've had a couple people reach out and be like, hey, do you want to come on this tour? Somebody just hit us up the other day asking if we wanted to go on like a Pleasant Grove walking tour where they like go to a couple haunted places. Ooh. So we might have to hit them up. But like okay. those are more interesting to me, I think. <laughs>
1: Like historical, historical,
0: historical, like walks. spooky. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. One of my favorite things I have done was I did this walking tour in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, that we talked was about that. A scary like history of Anchorage, and it was kind of dope. Hmm. And ever since then, I've like tried to do something spooky whenever I traveled. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, that's where I was last
1: week. So, dude, aren't the concept of theme parks like insane? Like how much money they put into the production. And uh, like these rides, the fact that you're like strapped into something flying at like a hundred miles an hour
0: (laughs) for fun, (laughs) like like, uh,
1: it's insane. I saw we've invented, created that.
0: I've been so educated on theme park production over the last like month or so, just on how that all comes together. Yeah, Um, and it is wild. It is absolutely wild. I saw a video, maybe it was yesterday or something. It was a ride where it was basically like these two arms that connected to like a row of chairs and it basically the two arms just went in a circle and this row of chairs went okay just in a circle and i almost vomited just watching (laughs) but like i was thinking this whole time like who comes up with this yeah is it just like let me come up with the most effective method of making someone throw up and then I'll do that. That's okay, that's like at a like uh not like a Disney park or something like that. Like I feel like they do a much better job with like theming and stuff instead huh. of just trying to like get people to throw up. Hmm. But <laughs> I I was watching, I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. Yeah. Which little known fact about me as well, is I am a lightweight when it comes to roller coasters. Yeah. I don't like roller coasters. Or ones where it puts me upside down or spins me, mm. I will throw up. I love uh I love the speed of it. I like the speed too, when it's just like straight. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Once it like Li- living like, life a quarter
1: mile at a time.
0: <laughs> that's it's all about um, family,
1: dude. <laughs> yeah. When it's starting like if it's trying to make me throw up, I'm not about that. <laughs>
0: When like if my, roller coaster, <laughs> if my roller
1: coaster was like Millie rocking, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to ride one of those, but uh, like the super fast ones with the big drops. Like I'm an, I, I love that.
0: Okay. Yeah. No.
1: Um, Maybe that just means I'm getting old. Like if I can't take a roller
0: coaster and I, I'm feeling queasy. <laughs> well, I think, I think the going upside down, like the spinning, like legit is a thing though. Hmm. There was one roller coaster we almost got on and we're like walking over to it. And I see like the little like entrance that we're going into. It has this roller coaster kind of twist upside down and the car is under like upside down on this little entrance way. And I'm like, yo, does this go upside down? And my girlfriend and her brother are like, no, no, this is, this doesn't go upside down. I'm like, this looks like it goes upside down. I might have to tap. I don't know if I'm going to do this one. <laughs> so I reluctantly, cause I'm all about the thrill. Didn't go on that one, <laughs> and then after they finished, uh, she was like, "Actually, it went upside down like three times." And I'm like, "I feel my f- like my food staying in my stomach right now. Just <laughs> yeah. it's happy to be I there. Want it. I want it to. I, I want to keep it to my stay food there. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. I can take like loops and going upside down. If I can see what's going on, then I'm good. But if it's like jerking me." <laughs> <laughs> a wild ride Oh, uh, no if it's like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro bro wait listen bro bro sus, uh, bro <laughs> <laughs> this rides what what theme park is this um <laughs> you must be this high to ride um when it's like whipping you around and you're getting like whiplash and yeah yeah like that i'm not about that
0: that's not fun to me not fun yeah yeah no we on the same page okay The first time I went to Lagoon, it was, like, for my friend's work or something, so they rented out the whole place. I got to go on, like, all the rides, like, multiple times because there's no lines. And I felt like I was getting so old because I had vertigo for, like, two months afterwards. Oh, gosh. I would bend down and get so so dizzy that I'd almost, like, hit my head. Oh, no. And I was like, dang, I'm getting old. It's a real problem. Like, right after I got off that Harry Potter ride, I had, like, this cold sweat. And I was, like, kind of wobbling. I was like, guys, uh, you guys have to go on the next one without me. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) die. Find me at the churros or the turkey legs. (sighs) Find me at the food place. Which, by the way, the food was incredible. Yeah. Like, that's what I really go to theme parks for is the food. Yeah. $30 for a slice of damn pizza. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, it was reasonably priced. It's like 25 bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sean just has a turkey leg in his hand at all at times. At all times. At all times. <laughs> and fries in the other. You got to have the fries. Yeah. Anything else? No. Should we get into stories? Let's go.
1: Let's roll. Now we roll our 20-sided diet and determine who goes first. Uh, highest number goes first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big So it's me, and then it's Shawnee. For my story, I'm actually going to be reading a submission from a listener. So this is Millie from what's WI, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) This island boy doesn't know his Midwestern (laughs) states. Uh, Millie's from Wisconsin. I don't know how, Racine, R-A-C-I-N-E.
0: That's the last name or where they are in Wisconsin? that's the city. Resting, Yeah. Sure.
1: Sure. Um These stories are about Millie's mother when she was a little girl. She talks about how her whole flan- her whole family talks about these stories till this day. So she grew up hearing these and uh she heard them at family gatherings. Uh now that she's older, she feels like uh she's taking a little harder look at the stories, taking them a li- little more as a warning. Mm-hmm. So growing up, uh, I think even till now, uh, her family was and is very religious, religious devout Catholics. Uh, and she said, these experiences came from close family members who both saw and heard with their own eyes. And there's there's a few. So, First one is the Center Street House. When my mom was a little girl back in the early 1970s, they lived in a big house that they called the Center Street House. Big, beautiful house built in the year 1910. It felt open and airy, had amazing wood furnishings, and a built-in china wall cabinet. Along with many of the original details of the house, you could tell that this house was much older than the houses built on the whole block itself. Mm. Originally, it was a whole house, but it got split into a duplex. The neighborhood was predominantly Hispanic, and my family, who is also Hispanic, fit right in. During this time, my grandparents, Patricia and Alex, had bought the house from the previous family, and in exchange for the cheap price that they got the house for, it came with a tenant who was an old Danish fellow who they call Uncle Charlie.
0: <laughs>
1: Uncle Charlie was a friend of the family. And seeing that my grandmother had nine kids, already she accepted Charlie as if he uh, he was one of her own. He lived for many years in that house with them and was very kind-hearted to the kids and my grandparents. Charlie was very grateful for letting him stay there with them for that many years until his passing. Dude, that one not fly today, I feel like. <laughs> like, this Charlie dude sounds like a kind guy. But nobody nowadays is buying a house and the seller's like...
0: This dude comes with the house. Yeah, I'll
1: give (laughs) give this house to you for a little cheaper if this dude can stay here with you guys. The people are just willing, like, yeah, with my nine kids? Yeah, sure. sure. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. Uh, One one, flag. (laughs) One night when my grandma Patricia was going to bed, her husband Alex was already sleeping. As she got into the covers, she sat up to take one last drink of water before she went to sleep. She noticed at the corner of the room something caught her eye. She turned her head slowly and could see the glimmer of the moonlight shining through... Through the windows, illuminating the room, and with the light shining, she could see a big, tall, dark figure standing standing in the corner, big, dark, tired eyes staring back at her. She watched in horror as a figure slowly floated toward Alex's side of the bed and bent over and was whispering something into his ear. She sat there and was paralyzed. she couldn't utter a word, and as she finally could muster up the courage, she immediately made the sign of the cross and started praying as hard as she could. Once she did that, the figure flew out of the bedroom window. That was the start of the first occurrence of many to come
0: from this house. dude. <laughs> it's just floating, whispering in your husband's ear. I wonder what it's saying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real concern here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Part two. Another night in the middle of a Wisconsin winter, Patricia had asked one, one of the kids... My uncle, his name is Junior, to go into the basement cellar to put more coal on the flame under the old octopus furnace. The cellar's access was outside and in the back of the house. Junior had to shovel some snow out of the way and dust the snowdrift off the huge wooden doors to open it. As he stepped down the stairs into the cellar, he flipped the switch to turn the dim light on. He then got to the furnace in the far end of the room. Junior felt the hair on the back of his neck stand up and in his ear heard an audible moan in a deep low voice and that's when the basement light went out. The only light was the furnace flame in this pitch black room. As he realized what he had just heard, it did it again. He yelled and called for help. He ran back out of the cellar and into the house. Junior never went downstairs by himself again.
0: That's a whole, like, home alone situation with the furnace, dude. Home-a-moan. Home-a-moan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, a low moan in my ear. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> um. I wonder if that was just, like, furnace sounds. And since, I don't know, maybe they don't use that furnace during the summer. Mm-hmm. It sounded like... Like, winter had just hit, and they're using it for the first time. He had to shovel snow. Yeah. Like, nobody regularly goes down there. The light turned off. I wonder if, like, the light bulb was burnt. I could see that. This is me being, this is, like, obviously my skeptic side. Yeah, yeah, But, no, that makes sense. Like,
0: easily, like, you could get, like, a sound from a furnace booting up. Yeah. And then you haven't been down there in ages, and the light you turn on and then flashes out.
1: I think that's just my first line of defense to maybe <laughs> tell myself otherwise. Convince myself that it wasn't, you know, something else.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Okay. So that's part two. Part three. When my mom was about 11, she was sleeping in her room with her other siblings. Because there were so many kids in the house, she had to share the room with her two sisters. One night when she was heading to sleep, she was tossing and turning. She opened her eyes and looked by the window. As her eyes adjusted, she saw a little boy who was pale had curly blonde hair. She only could describe him as baby Jesus. He floated to my mom, and without hesitation, she quickly covered herself with a blanket. As she did this, soon after, she felt pressure on the blanket by her feet, almost as if the little boy was crawling up the bed to sleep by her. She could feel the pressure slowly go all the way up to her face, and she uncovered her face to peek out of the blanket and saw nothing. My mom then proceeded to run to her parents' room where she had asked to sleep by them for the night, explaining she had a nightmare. She never talked about that experience to anyone until she was older. Okay,
0: first rule. If you're under the blankets, you're safe. <laughs> the second she peeked out, she was not safe.
1: Do that reminds me of the tent, the sleeping in the woods. He was. I think he was trying to catch up. Uh, With his homies.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Who were deeper into the mountains and he couldn't get off of work early enough. Yeah. So he had to like hike halfway, camp overnight, and then leave in the morning and then finally meet up with him. But yeah. yeah. Solo for that evening and he's laying in his tent and he could hear noises circling his tent. And finally, the footsteps comes right up to where he's lying and it's just like a single man A-frame tent. And he's looking up and he can see. From the moonlight, a hand on his tent, and the tent being pushed down all the way down to his face. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. And, big uh, nope. Camera. I think he might have yelled or something like that, and then they they ran away. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Only like to the outskirts. I think it was. Of and, like stuff. the
0: like the little like clearing maybe yeah. of where he was staying, but yeah. But if you're as long as you're under the blanket or in the tent,
1: you're you good. should be good. Yeah.
0: So don't forget—you yeah. heard it here first.
1: <sighs> um, part four. Oof. My aunt M had lived in the upstairs part of this house with her husband. Uh, it was a duplex, so they had the upstairs apartment to themselves with their two children. So Aunt M, husband, two children upstairs. Okay. My aunt m s husband went into the bathroom where my aunt was taking a bath. Uh, he was trying to play it off cool just talking uh, talking to her at first, and then his demeanor had changed. This is triggering. He then grabbed my aunt by the neck and started to force her face under the water and she was pushing she she tried to push him. The commotion was heard all the way downstairs with the sound of gargling and gasping for breath. My grandpa ran upstairs with his gun and told the husband, "Get the hell out of here." All the adults ran and were trying to tend to my aunt and get her breathing under control and comfort her, comfort her. While they were doing that, the husband then proceeded to go downstairs. He stopped in the kitchen where my mom was sitting at the kitchen table, coloring. She was about 11 years old, her mom. Right. He then calmly smiled at my mom pretended to pull a quarter out of her ear. He flipped the coin with his thumb. It flew in the air. He winked at my mom and gave the coin to her and silently left the house, and they never saw him again. Uh, Many of my family members think that he was possessed uh, by something darker, and it changed him. And he just left? I can't imagine that that was the first
0: like Maybe the that first... was, like,
1: the, the climax. Yeah. But, like, there had to have been, like, other small things leading up to that. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Like, it, it's hard to believe that that would be, like, the first instance and they never saw him again. And they're like, yeah, uh, don't come back. That is Which wild. Which is valid because he just tried to drown his wife. Yeah. But, like, I don't know.
0: That's creepy either
1: yeah. way. I'm curious as to, you know, what other creepy uh, occurrences there might have been. Yeah. So conclusion, my grandpa or my grandma, Patricia, was fed up with all the things this house had, whether it was spirits, bad memories. Um, Grandma was done. Uh, She said it was time to leave. And every day she started to pray really hard to the point where she was exhausted on her hands and knees. She prayed that she could come up with some money to leave the house. Little did she know the family of Uncle Charlie gave her a lump sum of money for taking care of him in his older age until he died. My grandparents insisted that they didn't need the money, but they gave it to them anyway. While the money helped, they were still stuck with this house. And again, my grandma continued to pray every day until one day, randomly, my grandma was in the kitchen. She heard a knock on the door. She opened the door and there was a man standing on the front porch. He smiled and introduced himself and said, are you the owner of this this house? My grandma said, yes, I am. He then said, I would like to buy your house. Is it for sale? My grandma said, you have to talk to my husband about that when he gets home from work. Man said, okay, I'll wait here then. He waited and stuck a deal with my grandpa and they used the money they got from Uncle Charlie. And when they sold the house to buy up some land and build their own house. And my family still owns the house to this day. So they they finally got out. Dang, dude. And it sounds like without further incident.
0: That's lucky. Some dude just knocks on the door. Yeah.
1: That sounds strange.
0: It does. He but sounds like he might we'll have been connected it. to it somehow. If it's money, we'll yeah, take it. We'll take it. That's <laughs> what it's all about.
1: But that was Millie. Thanks for the story.
0: Shout out. Thank Millie you. Millie from Wisconsin. Let's go. Okay.
1: Um, I have another one.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: This one's going to be for our patrons. <laughs> so. So if you're on a platform where you're not able to get uh, the episodes uh, natively on that platform, such as Spotify, go ahead and uh, head to our patron, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash the3ampod. So this story comes
0: from another podcast. Uh,
1: I've been recommended.
0: All right. So I'll finish this off tonight. Yee. My story comes from June. June. Ooh. You know where we're at? <laughs> we're in the Pilipinas. The Pilipinas. Yeah. And this happened in October 2004. Europe. All the way over in the Philippines. <laughs> now, Junjun, um, person who submitted the story, is probably about 17 at this point. Okay. Third year in high school.
1: Junjun is the one who sent this.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, third year in high school – they're having their annual Halloween party, and he and his friends decide they're gonna stick around after their Halloween party at school and play with a Ouija board. Tight. So a little bit of a little bit of description here for you, Deej and I know, but in the Philippines, this school is like a old. Like, Spanish colonial building with, like, the brick fence all the way around it with, like, the little, like, glass spikes on the top to, like, keep people from getting in or out, I guess. It's just broken
1: bottles cemented at the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's a rural area as well, so there's, like, these big trees in and around the courtyard. He said there's also, like, like a super creepy building next to the school as well that really they just use for like storage or whenever you're going to go make out with your boyfriend, girlfriend, hmm. that kind of situation. Um, so Junjun and his friends decide they're going to play with a Ouija board after this ha- Halloween party. And it is on Halloween day. So after the party wraps up, he and his friends head out into this little courtyard outside of the school, kind of in between the school and this creepy building that was allegedly haunted, By some headless priest from the 1800s. In this portion of the courtyard, it's really only lit up by one, just one open glass like bulb. Okay. And that's it. Okay. So they pull out the Ouija board and turns out it's like one of those like glow in the dark Ouija boards. Probably someone, I I would say it was from Target if we were here. I don't know where they buy it from, Gaisano. Uh mag- <laughs> ta Ouija board tonight. <laughs> yeah. Maguija.
1: <Mag-wee-jita>.
0: Maguija. <Mag-wee-jita. laughs> so they pull it out. It's like a like a glow in the dark Ouija board. And they're posted up under this big old tree in the courtyard. And they don't really know what to do with it outside of like what they've seen in movies. So they kind of pull it out, put the planchette on the board, and each of them <laughs> like put their index finger out on the planchette. And then they're now, like still not sure what to do so one of them's like okay well what next and so they just start throwing questions out there so really not great like this whole situation could have been done better is what i'm what i'm mm-hmm. getting at they're asking like is anyone there no oh, man if there are any spirits here please talk to us and then after a bit of joking and stuff one of them jerks the planchette you know there's always that dickhead friend <laughs> Jerks the planchette. Couple of them freak out. And one of them is like, don't break the circle. Just kind of like joking around. They're joking around, not really kind of taking it seriously. And it's pretty quiet. Like there's not much going on. It's probably around midnight at this point after the Halloween party. It's just dark outside. And one of them again says, don't break the circle. And at this point, the wind starts picking up, which is weird One of them is like, I'm scared. My my mom told me about not messing with these kind of things. And the rest of them are kind of like getting more excited. Like, ooh, the wind's picking up. We must have something here. So they start throwing out more questions. Like, did you die here? Were you killed during the war? Are you the headless priest? (laughs) Do you know Jose Rizal? Just stuff like that. Then one of the friends, the same one, once again, is like, I I don't like this. I want to go. And they're like, no, hold a circle. And just at <laughs> that point. <laughs> Dickheads. Yeah, I know. Like, they're just forcing their friend to, like, play this Ouija board. Yeah. But at that uh, point. At that point, a pack of dogs starts barking at them from outside the outside the fence. Like, growling and barking at them. And the wind starts picking up again. And at this point, they all kind of get freaked out. And you don't really want to, like, mess with dogs because you don't want to get, like, disease. Not that they're scary, but you just don't want disease.
1: So (laughs) All of them in the Philippines have diseases, dude.
0: Exactly. They're terrifying. They're all wild hyenas. Yeah, yeah. So they all just kind of freak out. They decide, hey, let's be done. Let's call it a night. So obviously without the proper protocol of a Ouija board, they call it a night and put the board away and head off their own ways. It's a big no. They don't see each other until after Halloween break. And this is where they say the story really gets creepy. When they met back up after Halloween break, one of the girls starts telling them about a weird experience she had the night after playing the Ouija board. She'd gotten home late. And after hanging out with her friends from the neighborhood, she realized she forgot forgot her keys to the house. So she called her brother at the time he was home. And she called him and he said, wait, what? I thought you were already home. I could have sworn I saw you come through the door and like head to the room. And this one could be chalked up with like, he was tired. It was late. Yada, yada, yada. No reason to freak out. Then one of the other friends speaks up and is like, actually, that is kind of weird. Cause I also had something weird happen to me that night. She was going up to her room and the lights started flickering as she was going up the stairs. Like kind of typical horror movie trope, flickering lights. And you could shrug that off with just faulty wiring as well. It's the Philippines. That shit happens. But then when she saw the door to her room open at the top of the stairs, a dark figure steps out of the room. And she couldn't see who or what it was. It was like a darker area of darkness because there's no light up in the room. She couldn't get a look at its face, but after a few seconds of being frozen, it dissipated and disappeared. Now, after she tells this story, another one of the guys speaks up, and he's like, no way. I uh, had something happen to me as well. He said that he was sleeping that night when he woke up feeling really uncomfortable. He said that he had kind of like this staticky feeling like waking up just in a daze and feeling like someone was watching him. And so he sits up in bed and looks over to his window and says, he saw what he described as a bloody face staring at him through the window. And it just stayed there staring at him. And he did like one of those Charles things like, the blanket away type situation. And after a minute it went away, but it was still just out outside the window looking at him. Now all this and June, June said he couldn't believe what he's hearing because he had an almost run in with death that night. Ugh. After they had done their little Ouija board, he was sleeping in their car as they were driving home and woke up instantly with a jerk. And as he woke up, realized that his car had just been hit by a truck, like a big oil truck. And he was on the side that didn't get hit. and the dr- So they got hit in the passenger side and he, whoever was, whoever was driving was on the driver's side and he was on, right behind them. Well, he wasn't dreaming. They actually got hit. Actually got hit. He was sleeping and he woke up cause they got hit. He was sleeping, woke up because they got hit. Okay. Both he and his mom got out of the car safely But he still thought it was weird that all of them had some weird experience that very night happened to them after playing with this Ouija board. He said, thank God nothing happened after that, but none of them will ever play with a Ouija board again. (laughs) So that's Junjun's story. Damn. Should have said goodbye. Should have said goodbye. They would have been safe. Here, let's just throw this out there, though, for our listeners. like The things you're supposed to do, you're not supposed to leave the board without saying goodbye. You're also not supposed to ask it questions like, uh, what was it that Kevin was asking them when he was playing with the Ouija board? Take control Take my of my body. body. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That is not the move. That is not the move. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, be you, safe. You know what else you don't do? What's that? You no, know, play with a Ouija you board. You don't do it in general. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never played with one. The only ever time. I saw it was when Kevin well, okay. I get home from work and walk into our apartment and the entire living room is lined with like these little like ten cent candles, and Kevin's in the middle with an a Ouija board. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, I have to stay and watch. This is entertainment. This is content at this point, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and then the one time when we we're in that abandoned insane asylum, we're almost touch that broken ouija board down there were you with us
1: no i went back oh uh, yeah i went back to try and check that place out and they had already demolished it (sighs) sad day i was pretty sad about it um i was i'm just looking at the app store (laughs) because i was curious if they had a a a ouija Ouija and they do oh my god it's not by hasbro
0: Does it have Uh, to be specifically Hasbro for it to be legit? I don't think so. Because
1: people would be making Ouija boards (laughs) out of, like, cat skin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one one says, uh, Spirit Board, and in parentheses, very scary game. (laughs) (laughs) 31,000 ratings, 4.1 stars.
0: 4.1 stars? Yeah. For the the, uh, very scary Spirit Board?
1: Yeah. Catchphrase says, uh, talk to ghosts and spirits.
0: I doubt that.
1: That's the first one. The second one is a uh, spirit board, spirit guide, two, <laughs> two stars by 15 people, 15 ratings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the level of my skepticism for those is the same as that rando nodding.
1: Yeah. Like. Wait, your your level of skepticism for these or for Ouija boards in general? For those. Oh, for these. is like yeah. the same as rando nodding?
0: Yeah. Just because it didn't work for you
1: doesn't mean it don't work. <laughs>
0: Well, I was very clearly thinking of money when we went random nodding and didn't find anything. Mm. For those of you who don't know what random nodding is, it was this app that you could download. And allegedly, if you play the game and think really hard about something, it'll put coordinates on a map where you can find that. Like people found something like super like creepy out in the middle of the woods after thinking of something creepy. Well,
1: I think it 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 went really viral because somebody tried death and they documented the whole thing and it led them to this beach and they found a suitcase and in the suitcase was actual human body parts Oh, so they called yeah. 911 and uh like the par- like paramedics and every like police like came and like it was a whole investigation right. but they found it because of rando nodding and like the keyword they entered was was death. i think death yeah see i put in money nothing <laughs> nothing that's because you're not meant to have any in your life. <laughs> you meant to stay a broke boy.
0: <laughs> I'm always gonna be broke. <laughs> but that's me for tonight, dude. Thank you. No, thank you.
1: Thank you, Junjun. Big salamat to Junjun. Mm. Um, it's a season of giving thanks.
0: Oh yeah, we going into that right now.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited for that.
0: And in that spirit, thank you to all of you who. Actually listen to this podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It consistently blows our mind that people care. So Oh yeah. Thank you for caring. <laughs> to whatever whatever extent that is. If it's listening to one episode to try us out, thank you. If you've been a day waner, thank you. If you're, if you're a your patron, patron, thank you. you. If not, thank you. Yeah. Um we really appreciate it. But uh this has been fun. It's good to have Sean back. We're so we missed him on the Charlie. last episode. We're sad to not have Charles, um, but we'll all be back soon. So until then, trust your gut and watch your back. Be
0: careful out there. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3am. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 A.M. Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, The3AMPodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life, So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
1: On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to
0: know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts.